0: How we set the trend welcome to the style and vibes podcast with me Michaela. i'll be giving you the inside scoop on music fashion culture and more from caribbean celebrities and tastemakers across the globe pushing our culture with authenticity and of course style and vibes this episode of the style and vibes podcast is sponsored by our online shop make sure you guys visit styleandvibes.com slash shop and it'll direct you directly to the e-commerce shop and you can get 20 percent off your purchase by using the discount code podcast so use that code and if you get something really great and you want to tag me on instagram make sure you guys use the hashtag style and vibes and i'll definitely reshare it thank you guys so much for your support Hello, hello my peoples. How are you doing? Okay, Minad Twang more. It's Michaela of the Style of Vibes podcast. Welcome to episode 13. Today it's just me and I'm talking about cultural currency. I'll get into why I chose this topic and how I got inspired by it in a second. But I wanted to introduce a a little segment in the beginning of the podcast just to share what I'm styling on, what I'm vibing to, and just give you guys kind of an overview of, you know, just things that are on my mind um, as I'm recording in, you know, the time that I'm recording so, right now, I'm really styling i have I have such a huge crush on Tracy Ellis Ross. She recently hosted the American Music Awards and she wore all black designers, including Pierre Moss, who is of Haitian descent, and Kushney, who is of brit Jamaican descent and I loved the idea of her really just wanting to be mindful about sharing the talent from you know the black community. And not just reaching for the same ones that we know. Um, And I think it is an amazing example. And I think a lot more celebrities are are doing this um, because they see how much of a talent pool that is there that is kind of not always supported consciously. So I think it it was a great um, initiative and I commend her for it. So she is my style a uh, style crush for this podcast. Um she's doing amazing things. She has great taste in style and and I just love everything about her. But kudos to Tracy Ellis Ross for rocking all black designers including a few from the Caribbean. So right now I've been vibing to a lot. If you check out stylingvibes.com, we do a vibes of the week almost every week. So I've I've been listening to a lot of new music. We've been just, you know, hearing a lot of great music come out of, you know, the Caribbean and Africa and Europe. Um, So we're just kind of, you know, putting that all in a pot and and kind of sharing. Hopefully, I'll get some playlists up pretty soon with some of those and um, share that with you. But there have been a lot of great albums that have dropped recently. Estelle's "Lovers Rock" is kind of been in 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 rotation um i like a few of the songs i especially like better and i also like the one with Luke James oh luke james sounds her and luke james sound so great on that record and what i love about that record is you know sometimes when artists kind of cross genres it doesn't sound authentic but it really sounds like them it sounds like an r&b reggae a true blend of r&b and reggae and i think it it really just sounds very so well like the two of them complement each other so much and it sounds amazing um of course also listening to uh the legend Barris Hammond. I actually, you know, saw an interview where he said he doesn't like to be referred to as a legend. I think he's so humble and it's amazing that he can be in this business and be so humble. I think a lot of artists could probably take notes because I, it's actually the first time I've seen him do so much promo around an album. I he travels all the time and he performs constantly. Like Barris's catalog is whew. He can perform and, you know, the crowd will always continuously go crazy. And I think he'll be performing until he can't anymore. And we all love it. But for this album, he's actually doing a lot more interviews and just sharing his thoughts. And, you know, he looks very excited in a great space. So big up to the big man, Barris Hammond. Um, Never Ending is out now. So you guys can listen to it uh, on any platform. Um, Single-wise, I'm really feeling Jada Kingdom. Um, I love her sound. I love just her vibe. Essentially, it sounds very different than you know a lot of of the the artists that I've been hearing. Um, so it's not typical. A lot of the the women in 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 reggae and dancehall are really doing things, and they they don't sound the same. Um, so I'm really getting into that. Our last podcast was talking about one woman, so you know the fact that there are so many women doing great music, and Jada Kingdom is one of them. so may I tune into her May I listen to Wesman she ha i's actually not just her on the song there's another girl on the song and the name completely escapes me but I'm gonna leave it in the notes um but yeah that's what I'm I'm kind of vibing to right now so I guess because it's kind of cold I'm kind of like you know I dip into the reggae and and the lovers rock on me I slow it down because it's getting cold in this area um so that's probably why you know that's just what I'm vibing to right now I just love um music and and film documentaries about people and their lives. So I've been watching, you know, a bunch on Netflix. I I started the Quincy Jones one. Um but there is a episode on a documentary program called Remastered about Bob the assassination attempt of Bob Marley called Who Shot the Sheriff? Who Shot the Sheriff is the name of the episode. Um and it's really kind of diving into the theories and talking to people that were close to him about you know um and even having some interviews of him pre-diving into the assassination attempt so it doesn't really cover his the breadth of his entire um musical history it really just focuses on who shot him why or the theories around why it doesn't really give a distinct answer but you know you can kind of take clues and extract what you want so I highly recommend watching it. It's actually on Netflix so you can watch it at your leisure you know just um and, and I think it's something that a lot of people will enjoy, whether you're um of Jamaican descent or you're just interested in Bob Marley and his story. I think it's it's a significant piece of who he who he is as an artist and part of his history and and the legacy that he leaves behind. So on to cultural currency, cultural currency. When I, when I really think about, you know, that word, it's like, how can culture really have currency, but it's essentially just, you know, valuing culture and, you know, essentially, you know, being able to monetize off of it um in essence I, I know people when people think about culture it's not something that you know should be commoditized um but to be completely honest that's kind of how cultural appropriation happens anyway um so if we are not the ones to kind of claim the value of our own culture then it will become commoditized by other Uh, people that just see and want to enjoy you know we see it all the time in pop culture Um, you know quote unquote borrowing or being inspired by you know so many things that come out of the black community and you know it's almost like but we've been doing this forever like where did this come from so the idea of just talking about cultural currency really came out of um, me attending this event called CultureCon. So it's a, a conference that is really centered a, around Black creatives um, in you know various spaces, whether it be tech, media, television, film, um, just coming together in a space and having a bunch of different discussions around um, culture and, and how it. You know how we use our culture to kind of for some of these people they kind of use their culture to kind of create businesses and how it has impacted them and their careers over time. They also had workshops which I didn't attend um so I really just went to just listen, really just soak up some of the energy. Um, hear what people were talking about. There were a lot of different great people there um, from actors, people from HBO, Netflix, creators, film makers. Nick Cannon was there. Um, Remy Ma was there. So they were kind of just sharing some of their insights and, and on particular topics. And it it was just very inspiring to see so many, you know, people who look like you in the same room, just kind of having the same thought process and even just engaging in conversations around those different topics uh, was definitely very interesting. They had this quote by Jay-Z kind of plastered on a big wall that said, we are the culture, nothing moves without us. And that's definitely true because, you know, we kind of we kind of say you know are we set the trend so you know it, it's kind of just like that you know we set trends but we don't all always monopolize on them and i think it's very important for us to understand um that it's important to represent your culture and being able to be passionate about something and if you love it that much to be able to kind of dictate where it's going you know and a lot of times what happened is you know we, we set the trend um, but don't actually you know see it follow through I think now it's becoming uh, more prevalent because people are actually recognizing that it's just like wait a minute why is it you know it's the whole boxer braid scenario where cornrows were called boxer braids by you know a, a media outlet or you know even like a silk press was called glass hair. We were like going crazy. Every time something like that kind of happens, it, we, it kind of triggers us to say like, wait a minute, we've been doing for this for how long? So why is it all of a sudden now it's a trend? It's been a trend in our community, but you know, once it kind of spans out or it gets into the hands of, you know, people outside of our culture directly, it becomes this big phenomenon of a trend. And I think that It's important, one, you know, that we check, you know, those people who, you know, like, you know, um, they try to call, you know, Rihanna doing the guada guada, the stanky leg, and, you know, okay, Africa corrected people. So it's great to correct people on, you know, those types of things and calling them out when those things happen because it's definitely. accurate like call it what it is don't try to change the name because it isn't up to your liking or from a marketing perspective you want to make it more appealing to your own audience it's like it's like calling someone by a completely different name just because you can't pronounce their name we're just going to call it something different for us it's totally inappropriate and I really commend everyone that kind of goes in and corrects people. You know, we do it all the time. Like, no, this is not tropical house. It is Dantal. It is Soka. Like call it what it is. There's nothing wrong with creating new genres or creating new names. But let the people that came up with the come up with those or come from that 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 particular um trend Let them create the new name. Don't like force it on onto people because I think that also plays a part in how trends get commoditized in the first place. And, you know, it's okay to be inspired by a lot of things and there are definitely ways to be inspired by and then there are just ways to kind of, you know, just take it and pretend. And, you know, if you get called out on it, acknowledge it. At the same time, it's up to us to really understand how much value we bring to the table. Um, our ability to create trends or change trends, it really comes from the people. It comes from the people who are created. It comes from the dancers and dancehall. You know, I one thing I always, you know... S- I love to see it now I mean imagine if Bogle was around right now to see you know how much dance hall dance has progressed I mean people are really like taking classes and giving master classes um and I love some of the movements that are coming out of Jamaica specifically when it comes to dance because you know you can't trademark a dance because you know it happens so quickly and there are so many people who create dances that but don't give credit um, big up, you know, block of the dancer. Like he's always giving credit to the dancers in Jamaica who create those dances, and he'll say it, you know, continuously. And when he teaches and he goes and he does his workshops, he he always makes it a point to educate people. Like this is where it comes from, and this is, you know, what it is. And you know, he takes dances back to Jamaica so that they can have that full experience. And that's really what appreciation is about: is having. You know, those catalysts in between to kind of say, okay, this is how we do it and this is what it's supposed to be. And so, you know, and really taking the people who actually started that, giving them credit, giving them opportunities to either dance or to I'm just using dance as an example because it's a great one um, that I have on my mind right now. Um, but it's being able to take people who created those trends and give them the opportunity to progress and really see the movement get bigger. You know, we say, you know, this, this, that to the world and this. this. The only way it gets to the world, one, is if we push it with intention. And two, you have to expect some of that you know, appreciation versus appropriation conversation because, you know, you're going to, into any Zumba class, you're bound to hear a Michelle song, a Soka song, a bungee. You know, you're going to hear those those sounds as well. But that's kind of how what happens when, you know, um, cultural trends become a global phenomenon. And we have to be a part of the players that are actually pushing all of it. Um, If we want to, you know, really put value to our culture and not see it and and say you know but what about this and what about this and why aren't we sitting at the table a lot of that stuff happens behind the scenes so you know a lot of the people who work at these corporate places are kind of of caribbean descent you know those people play an important part because they are kind of the catalyst to bringing the culture to the next level behind the scenes there's a lot of things that happen you know, from a, a, a musical standpoint, you know, people have to be ready to deliver, but there also has to be people, our stories, from our perspective, with authenticity. And of course, style and vibes. <laughs> I have plug the look at tagline. But essentially, that's what it's about. Understanding how much our culture brings to the table, understanding our own values so that we can push it to the next level and have people appreciate our culture respectfully. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. What do you think as a Caribbean person living, yad abroad mina business, as a Caribbean person, what do you think our cultural currency is? Do we value it? And how do we continue to make sure that we are pushing the needle to be at the table and to be a part of the conversations and to be a part of the business uh, deals that are happening globally, uh, surrounding our culture, but not really involving us. What are your thoughts? That's it for me today, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Today is a short episode, but I hope it was very impactful. Let me know what you think. Also, please be sure to leave a review, a rating and review in iTunes. I really appreciate all the feedback that I have been getting. Tell a friend to tell a friend and make sure you guys log on to styleandvibes.com for all the things that I can't get to in this podcast. Until next time, Tommy peeps thanks for listening to the latest episode of the style and vibes podcast if you like what you hear and i know you do share it with your friends and family if you want more make sure you visit styleandvibes.com and follow us on our social channels twitter and instagram at Vibes. until next time leah Tommy peeps